0: Matt
1: Wyatt, with all the good stuff you need to know. All right. And away we go. Hour one of the show today on this Wednesday. Welcome on in here. I'm Matt. In the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! Go! With the home team, they are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance all across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes—that's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. How y'all are today on this Wednesday? Hope you're doing well. Glad that you're here. I hope you will be a part of the show. We had—we've, as you can imagine, with the news coming in on Monday morning, last couple of days, lots of. Uh, no longer hot seat stuff, but now you got a coach's opening uh, for, for the head coaching position at State, and like who the candidates are and all the reactions. So we had a lot of phone calls and text messages, more than I could ever shake a stick at and did the best we could the last couple of days. And then um, on the uh, Davinny Equipment phone, we, like I said, phone calls, text messages on the country, please, and text line. On the Murray West live thread on YouTube and on Facebook, hey to y'all, lots of comments and all that stuff the last couple of days. That's fun. And – Hey, I mean true to form, beaver and I talk about this sometimes how Wednesdays during this time of year in particular feel like it's the day where we we unplug from one thing and plug into the next thing. It just Wednesday always feels like a transition. You got to be careful with those transitions. <laughs> so get on in here. Uh, we can go any any one or two or three or four different directions. You do have basketball to talk about. I'm uh, starting to get interested in that just because it's it's not, you know, we're not previewing. We are actually reviewing games, and uh, State won another one last night. So um, some of that, get into it, sure, absolutely. There is a little bit of news out there on the collective front in college sports. Uh, one big, you know, money-raising and NIL collective that you heard about over the last couple of months has run into a title 9 issue. As anybody who studied it might have imagined <laughs> that they might run into a some of them, maybe more, maybe all at some point will run into a title 9 issue. Uh, so you have that and still obviously the whole coaching carousel thing that it's spinning now continues to be a topic. All of that and more on the table today. So comment, drop a comment on the Murray West live thread if you're on Facebook or YouTube just Type it in there. Hit submit. I'll see it right here. It'll pop up, and we can get your questions, comments in on the show. Also, text me on the country-pleasing text line. The number to text is 885-3776. That is a 601 number, 885-3776. Another way to remember it is 885-ESPN. Let's see how Beaver's doing. Hey, Matt Wyatt. How's your hump day going so far? <laughs> so far? <laughs> just, just fine. Oh, boy. Is it raining in Jackson? It's not raining. It, It's just gray. Just a cool, mm. gray day. After the summer that we had, it just seems to me, it feels to me like, Beaver, everybody is actually really happy. To have cloudy and cool weather, regardless whether it's raining or not, you, do you pick up on that? Yeah, me too.
2: The only time I don't enjoy it was last night, walking out of here at six thirty, and it had. So you know, you know, this studio is pretty much a bunker. You mm. don't know what's going on in the outside right. world. Mm-hmm. So I saw that it was raining right before Jake's show, and then. We get done, and I walk out thirty minutes after Jake's show, and it's still raining, and I mean pretty, pretty heavily at that point. It's yeah. not, not fun to drive in in the dark.
1: Yeah, right. Other than that, other than that, it's okay. I guess we need it, no matter what time of day it is. But. Sure, sure. I will say though, we went long enough without rain that now when it does begin to rain a little bit, it's like people have forgotten how to drive in it. People f- are freaking out about a little rain <laughs> and the road being wet. But, but whatever, you're exactly right. We'll take it and take those cool temperatures, and, and I guess it's going to be that way. I think it, you know, I, I guess it depends on if the sun comes out, but I think um, tomorrow it's going to get back up in the 70s. Today the highs are in the 60s. Tomorrow it goes back in the 70s, so that must mean that maybe sun's going to pop out at some point. But then it looks like Friday night. Well, I guess tomorrow being Thursday, we're going to have some high school football that will go on tomorrow night also. Uh, Yeah, but what I'm seeing is, well, for example, north Mississippi where I live, high tomorrow of 71, but then a high on Friday of 68. High Saturday is 65 with a low of 36 after the little front comes on through here. So bundle up (laughs) compared to what we're used to, so that's good. That's good. Well, listen, um, here's what I would like to do. I failed to deliver to you something that I, I mentioned yesterday, if you all listen to the show. Now, it was not a promise. It wasn't like a big tease, and then I didn't do it. I just mentioned that, you know, we had coaches' press conferences, and some of these folks were talking. Uh, Kiffin had his press conference Um some of these others around the SEC. And so I've got some of that loaded up and I want I want us to hear what they're talking about. Uh we'll look back at Zach Selman's conference, press conference, Nick Saban, what he's talking about. Of course, you know, you get the big game in the SEC this week is Georgia, Tennessee. And maybe we'll pick that up and bring that tomorrow. But I want to get into some of that. Certainly, you know, any thoughts, questions, opinions y'all have uh along the lines of coaching search at Mississippi State, wide open to that, sure. And you may be like me that you just it feels like it's sort of settled down now <laughs> after two three days, and now it's just kind of waiting to see what pops up. But any of that's on the table, whatever direction y'all want to go. So, let me get in here first of all on the country pleasing text line country pleasing sausage on grocery store shelves all around the southeast. It is the best sausage, hands down. In my opinion, I had uh, jalapeno and cheddar again today for breakfast. I sure did. All right. Yeah. Look. Okay. So <laughs> we got a game going on right now. We sure do. I'll get you the live stats coming up on this because J Rock texts the show country pleasing text line. He says, "Hey, Matt, I'm listening to the Lady Dogs struggling just a little bit against the University of New Orleans. They're only up 43 to 10." <laughs> well, hey. Update J Rock, it's now fifty-one to ten. That's the score right now. So you got women's basketball playing right now as we speak. Jacayla Jordan has nineteen points in twenty-one minutes, <laughs> and that's only with one three-point shot. Um, Poe's gone three of six, so she's fifty percent from three. She's got nine points. That's her. That's her nine points. Park Lane with nine, looking at rebounds. How about this? Okay, so you're in the third quarter, about halfway through the third quarter, and Jessica Carter's got uh, 11 rebounds, 7 points in the ballgame. But Jordan's 5 out of 6 on the free-throw line. She just hit another one, so she's at 20 points now in the ballgame. So State's having their way, 52-10 to right now. Men won last night. You know, it did not look to me like it was quite as just chop, 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 clean, and dispatching of your opponent, but still at the end of it all, it was a big win for State. Um, I, I say big win. You know, you hold another opponent. It's UNA, University of North Alabama. But you hold another opponent under 60 points. They went out there and, and beat them 81-54. So not quite a 30-point win, but you were working on it. And, uh, you know, they, they didn't shoot the three... They still hit a bunch of threes. They just didn't shoot it quite as well from three as they did in the first two games. looks like as a team, State was 26%. Well, really 27%, 26.9. But you got a couple threes out of Hubbard, and he still went for 12 points in the ball game. Played 22 minutes and had four assists, the freshman. So, yeah, uh, 81-54 for the men last night. Now, Rhino text into the show, and he's welcoming me to my own show. He said, welcome in, Matt. <laughs> Thank you. Um, let's see here. RT texts the show, and he said, when I'm frustrated, what, what do you mean, like with anything or with sports? He says, when I'm frustrated, I dive into the jalapeno and cheddar cheese from Mississippi State with that weird red plastic outside cover. Well, an RT it ain't plastic, although it looks like it. That would be wax. <clears throat> that is that is a red wax casing, which uh, you know, putting cheese in that to preserve it dates back what, a couple thousand years <laughs> like that. Uh, State grad 98 Texas show, <clears throat> and says this the message boards haven't slowed down. Really? Well, you'll have to fill me in on that. I. Years and years and years ago, I used to be plugged into one or two of the mess, you know, quote unquote message boards or whatever you want to call those things. But I sort of kicked that habit a long time ago. So you had to fill me in on what they're saying if there's anything meaningful. Although the key word there being message boards, state grad 98, therefore, I'm pretty sure they ain't anything meaningful on them. (laughs) But if there is, by all means, share it with me. But I but I get it, if you're paying for it, you don't want to right you don't want to give away information that you're paying for. Blaine texts the show. He says, I love country pleasing sausage, but I can't eat it. What? Why not? They got some ingredient that causes migraines for you. Well, bless your heart, man. Well, they do have other stuff other than sausage. <laughs> uh, and then he says, Go Georgia Bulldogs. Well, I feel for you suffering those migraines. I really do. I feel for you. Um, okay. Well, and look, it, you know, far be it for me to pull you away from tuning into your favorite team, right? I do appreciate it. I am a bit flattered. But an unnamed texter just said that they were watching the game and they switched over to my show because is it really even a game? You know, State's up 54-12 to right now. <laughs> Third quarter... And they're up by 42. That's good. Jason in Flagstaff. Arizona says. He says people have never known how to drive in anything in Mississippi. (laughs) And then he says it's even worse out here, especially in the deserts. Well, maybe so. I mean, it's like we went a couple of months without rain. Drought. Sure enough, drought, right? As soon as the rain started falling, everybody's white-knuckling the steering wheel and weaving in and out of traffic and hitting their brakes too often. Uh, let's see. Grumpy text the show and says, Matt, last check. Bulldogs ladies way up on the New Orleans women. 54 to 12. I'll keep you updated. I got the, the stats going in front of me. Chief shooting bull. It's it's full of, I don't know what that is. Chief Shooting Bull, tell me what that is. Okay, what you're talking about there. Send me a link or something. I'm unfamiliar. Okay, I don't know what it is. All right, and on the Murray West live thread, if by the way, you see this spiffy green, like Army green colored state pullover with the state script logo? I got it from the Mississippi State University golf course. By the way, if you want stuff like this, the best state apparel, hats, also. Go to the Mississippi State University Golf Course. On social media, they are at Hale State GC. Okay, and they'll talk to you there, but they also they have an online store now. But anyway, for example, you need something with a logo like embroidered like this. It's done well and not bunchy and, and raggedy looking. You want it done well, perfectly, professionally, for your business, your team, doesn't matter where you are. Go to Murray West. They are in New Albany, Mississippi. Contract embroidery company here in Mississippi, uh, going all the way back to 1996. Family owned. They've grown and grown. They still have that family touch. Look them up online at murrywest.com. It's M U R R Y West.com. Somebody who calls themselves on YouTube, how about that? Says, can we do a live call to Old Waverly Golf Club to see who has tea times this week? <laughs> All right, right, right. We should. We absolutely. What are the things that we ought to keep an eye on so that none of the coaching candidates can slip by us without us knowing about it, right? So, one, who's playing golf at Old Waverly, right? What else? Tracking flights in and out of Starkville, right? Got to do that. <laughs> what else? Chuck says on the Murray West live thread, people have forgotten how to drive. He says people haven't forgotten how to drive. They never knew how to drive in the first place. You know what, Chuck? Here's one that we can go down this road either now or some other time. But I think every driver out there falls in one of two categories. Every driver will fall in one of these two categories. Either you are an unselfish driver, or you are a selfish one. Would you agree? Now, there are other categories that you can break it down also. Wouldn't you agree, though? Every driver is either an unselfish driver, you got your eyes peeled, you care about the safety of others as well as you, or you're a selfish one. You don't have your eyes peeled. You don't care about anybody else's safety. It's just me in a road. Everybody else out here is chairs. That's all it is. I'm just zooming around through chairs. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> uh, let's see here. A.B. on the uh, Murray West live thread says, Matt, can we get both Leipold or Kleiman for head coach? With JG Kenny from Texas State for offensive coordinator, or Brennan Marion from UNLV for offensive coordinator, need a dream team combo of established head coach and aggressive OC. Man, my head's spinning a little bit on that. Let me hold on. We got. Let me slow down <laughs> and take a sip of hot coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany, and that'll kind of clear the cobwebs here a minute. So you're saying any combination of those. Head coach OC, hire them both. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for it. as far as I know. I, I kind of feel guilty that I with a lot of these names and stuff, I, I don't deliver to you some big hard fast opinion on it, but you know, I'm on the surface, right? Like I've I've seen Kleiman coach in I guess one game in person while he's been at Kansas State. Have obviously seen some of the other games, had him in a New Year Six last year, and some of that stuff. Um, but I, you know, I, I I can't. You know, good coach, sure you Absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. Other guy too. Like, would it work here? I to me, it's kind of fifty fifty toss up. You you make the best decision you can. Hope for the best. If you can pull it off, pull it off. I mean, I do think there are certain criteria that you would, you know, love to have. Maybe uh, you know, maybe somebody who has shown the ability to overachieve, right? To go and win at a place that people said you couldn't do it. That's it's easy to talk about, but it's really hard to make that materialize. And that's why they're paying them the big bucks. Another, yeah, Mr. Harmon said, okay, so we're going to watch Old Waverly, right? We're going to track planes. And then he says, uh, at the George M. Bryan Airport. Yep, the one in Starkville. Mm-hmm. Tracking planes out there on the private runway. <laughs> Can you track those? That's a good question. All right, let's hit the phone lines. The Divini Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer, the oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S., in fact, means they've been doing it better, longer than anyone else right here at home at Divinity. Jimmy on line one. What's up, Jimmy? Hey, man. How you doing? Just hey, right. look, this uh, AD at
0: Mississippi State, is that is that Zach Selman? Is that right? That's right. Okay. All right. The importance of the AD has a lot to do with the um, head coaches. So what? how is this guy doing at Mississippi State, this current Mississippi State AD, and the other people that are involved in the process of hiring and looking for a new football coach? How does the AD affect that process, and does it limit it? The uh, candidates are the type of personalities that will be hired at Mississippi State. In other words, does the the AD have a lot to do with the hiring of a new coach and who that new coach is and what his personality is?
1: Well, I mean, it's a really definitive yes, Jimmy. I mean, the answer to that is yes. I mean, every... That's what an athletics director's primary job is, among other things. And I know there's a financial responsibility of balancing budgets and making decisions on what you're going to spend money on and then and then helping to raise money, all those things. But your director of athletics, the number one job is putting coaches in place and supporting coaches. So anybody, Zach Selman or otherwise, who is even in the business of, you know, Directing an athletics department, they know it's all about hiring and firing coaches. It's what they do, it's what he's hired to do, that's what his job is. And so, this will be the first one. So, as far as like how he's doing, he hadn't even been there a full year. Uh, he was actually hired as the AD after the football coach hire and all that stuff went on. And uh, so this will be the first time that we have seen him go, you know, through a search. So. You know, as far as, like, how he's doing on that, we're three days into it, I can't really tell you, just to be honest. Appreciate the phone call, though. Call me anytime. And this is true. Jimmy says here on the uh, Murray West live thread, he says, I don't think they're going to be doing any interviewing on campus. And that is right. It's not like a deal or... I mean, you you know, you may have... Well, let's do a total hypothetical. You may have a Zach Selman that gets on a... Private plane, university plane at the Bryan Airfield. And it flies to some neutral site out here to meet someone. Like, what's the name that we've talked about? Jeff Levy at Oklahoma. Okay. Well, he's not going, he himself's not going to fly to Oklahoma's campus and meet him there. It's going to be some neutral site thing somewhere. You know? And and nowadays too, a lot of talking and stuffs probably just done online via Zoom. I'm sure. No, not quite like it used to be. The coaching search stuff. All right, just getting started with you. What did Kiffin and Saban and all these guys say this week? We'll hit that when we come back. Stay with me.
0: From the amazing hits. That one is huge! To all the amazing
1: play. Wyatt has got it all for you. Just listen to that! Ba, 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 ba. Back with you, I'm Matt. In the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. Scott is in on Facebook. He's watching on Facebook on the... Murray West live thread. He comments, "Hello, Matt from Florence, Alabama, with a big hail state." Well, back at you, Scott. I love that area, Florence, the Shoals area. Of course, grew up not far from there in Russellville, Alabama. We lived there for, I think, six or seven years when I, seven years when I was a kid, and uh, it's a great place. Lots of wonderful people. That is where UNA is, University of North Alabama, who state played in basketball last night. Who uh, you know used to all—I don't know if maybe they still do. They still host the division. Well, what? Yeah, the Division II national football championship they did for years and years there. Back 20 years ago, whatever it was, when Delta State won it, that's where they were playing at UNA in Florence, right there on the Tennessee River. Let's see here. Aaron comments on Facebook says, You think Kiffin will interview for the AM job? I think he's got Ole Miss as high as they can go. Well, um. I mean, I you know, it's just total speculation, Aaron. I don't have any idea. I, I have simply zero clue whatsoever as to whether or not Kiffin's gonna interview with AM. Uh I just don't know. You know, the I my my observation from a distance was that that whole thing with Auburn last year really kind of left a sour taste in everybody's mouth about how that was handled and how public it was and how it affected the football team. And look, I'm not saying that you baby college athletes around. And, you know, no, you don't, and you shouldn't. But even though you're paying them now, okay. It, it's not like it's their fault and and still it's a real short finite time in their very young lives from 18 19 2021 20, when they're going through this and i still feel like that people ought to people ought to always consider that when they start these rumors start flying around and when these coaches won't handle it and you know we'll get out here and we'll blame coaches and i've done it okay you know you hold their feet to the fire for saying something about i'm not going there i'd never leave here and then they leave and you're like, oh, well, he said he wouldn't. But what are they supposed to do, right? And, and, and in some ways, it's like trying to protect your football team. And so I I think that whole deal last year probably really did affect, would have an effect on how he might, he and his agent might go about it this time. Does that, does that make any sense at all? So as to whether or not he interviews there, and you say you think he's got him as high as they can go, look, I maybe, maybe so. I mean really, when you look at, I mean, what Georgia, what the Georgias and the Alabamas and the LSUs are able to do financially in terms of stacking their roster, they can just do it more than you can. And so for you to beat them, make a run on that thing every now and then, maybe go get to Atlanta. You, you're going to have to have the right combination of everything of where maybe somebody on one of their teams gets hurt. Maybe they get beat by somebody, have a hiccup here or there, and you have a special, special team and special, special quarterback and transcendent, like once-in-a-lifetime type of thing. There you go. There it is. Now, if some of these court cases start, those trees start falling soon, House versus NCAA, National Labor Relations Board says all of a sudden, okay, the end They are not amateurs. They are employees. If that happens, and some people think it will, then maybe things change on everybody. You just never know. But that's the thing. You don't know what the effect of all of that is. Chief Shooting Bull, thanks for the link. I I, I read through just a little bit of that on uh, ingredients. Thank you for sending that. Nick texts the show and says, do you think that we get a new hire at State before the season ends? Seems like in the new age of college football, the sooner the better for recruiting not only future players, but your own team. Yeah. And I mean, right. I, best case scenario is sooner the better. That's like I said yesterday. Somebody goes, Well, Matt, what's a timeline? And I, again, I'm not getting this from talking to anyone. I'm just looking at it going, Well, I mean, pretty obvious to me that in this era, your timeline is now. And if you don't have him ready to, somebody ready to sign on the dotted line that you want now then the deadline is tomorrow. And if it ain't tomorrow, it's the day after that. There's no such thing as going, well, best-case scenario is three weeks. I got time. It's as urgent as it gets. The problem with that, Nick, is if somebody else out there is a head coach, And it's back to what I was saying before. A lot of good coaches, they want to protect the team they have. They want to protect the season they're involved in. They want to see it through to the end. And, you know, pretty rare that a head coach on some team out there with a couple of games left and he's having a great year says, yeah, I'm leaving, with With season left. It's very rare that it happens, if ever. You know what, RT? I thought about this name yesterday. RT says Eric Bieniemy, Certainly a really highly thought-of offensive coach. Of course... <clears throat> he lit everybody up when he was in Kansas City because he had Mahomes. Uh, Bill Texas show to let me know. He shows me even a picture there that it is raining in Jackson. And it's, and Beaver, he can't see it. There's no windows, Bill. That's the thing. Like, Beaver would not know if it is or isn't. So I shouldn't have asked him if it's raining. I, I sort of even meant it rhetorically, like, did it rain this morning? Or you think it's raining? <laughs> <laughs> but Beaver's right, they don't have window. He he doesn't know. So thanks for letting us know that it is indeed or was a few minutes ago raining in Jackson. Um a rebel tiger dog, country pleasing text line. Scott County has the worst drivers in the world. That's a fact. Ask Chicken Hawk, he probably knows. Well, they'd be close to Ittawamba County. Now, I love Ittawamba County. It's a special place, Fulton, Mississippi, right on the 10 Tom waterway. It is amazing, actually. This little bitty town right there on the 10 Tom has recent winners on the LPGA Tour and the PGA Tour. (laughs) Like this year, you know, right there from little old Fulton, Mississippi, not to mention former major league players like Brian Dozier. But Ittawamba County drivers, somebody's not using their blinker, If somebody's not turning right on red, if somebody's going the wrong way, (laughs) they're probably from Wamp County. There he is. He's doing it. Flowtown Ghost just sent me on the text line a screenshot of flights coming into and out of all around the Golden Triangle. (laughs) He's tracking them. It is flight tracking season, as they say. Earl in Madison says, these takes about Kiffin having taken Ole Miss as high as they can go is ignorant. <laughs> I'm just reading it, y'all. There's a little bit of irony here. He says the 12-team playoff starts next year. Uh, that to a person is higher, and we have been right there two of the last three years. So, Earl, first of all, is our ignorant. Okay, because you say these takes, so that would be plural. So when it's multiple, it can't be is. It's got to be are. Here's what I mean. So it would be these takes about Kiffin having taken Ole Miss as high as they can go are ignorant. And that's like base-level grammar, but that's where I stop. I can't go above that. I don't know grammar beyond that, (laughs) but I know that. Um, But this is the 12-team playoff. Well, okay. Earl, you're right now, but here's the deal. It's kind of the same thing. Now, yeah, you're exactly right. A 12-team expanded playoff means a team like Ole Miss has a much greater chance of being in the quote unquote playoff, right? And if you're in that playoff, all you do is win and you advance. You're you're not they're not stiff-arming you. They're actually giving you a chance to play yourself into the title hunt. And if you're in the 12 teams, you've got a chance. But the point remains that Georgia and Alabama's roster is still on the other side of the Grand Canyon from you. Now, to, lift, to Kiffin's credit, he's put his roster together in lots of different ways. Two years in a row, different players, transfer stuff, and they are good. That is a good team. That is a... Salty offense, okay. And when they play against 95% of the college football teams out here, they're gonna beat them, okay. But there's that five percent that is Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State. Who else, y'all? Sometimes LSU, every now and then. And they they just they're they're stacking up five stars on line of scrimmage in a way that is foreign to what you're doing at Ole Miss. You hear me? That's what I'm saying. Now, certainly, a guy like Kiffin, an offense like that, some skilled players like Dart, and the way he puts it together, they're going to give you a chance and some hope. There's a reason to buy a ticket and drive your butt all the way to Athens and see what happens. There's a reason. But <laughs> what the point that we're making is, I mean, you've been to New Year's Sixes as it is. That's the same as being in the 12-team playoff. It still didn't mean... That really, you had a really even a shot at beating like a Georgia or an Alabama. You didn't really have much of a shot at it. Not in these last six, seven years. Because the way recruiting and lack of enforcement, everybody's gone out and just done whatever they wanted to do and have stacked those rosters like nothing you've ever seen. Look at the NFL. Look at the linemen in the NFL from the schools. It is staggering. And the games are being won and lost on the line of scrimmage in those big games against those kinds of teams. All right. Stick around.
0: go. Whether it's about winning the game or even losing the game, you're going to hear about them all and get to talk about it with Matt Wyatt right here, right now.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen a um, a 60-point win in basketball uh, following State. Have y'all? I guess we'd have to go back to Vic Schaefer, right? Y'all correct me if I'm wrong, but final score. State's women just beat New Orleans 87-26. to 26. Son. That would be a sixty point, sixty one point win. Dad, um, burn, bless their hearts. UNO uh, scored four points in the first quarter, six in the second, five in the third, and a whopping eleven points in the fourth quarter. State beat them by sixty one. State finished the game on a thirteen hole run. Uh, New Orleans shot seventeen percent. State shot fifty seven percent. Uh, Just 25% from three, five for 20. And uncharacteristically, states women were only 63% from the free throw line. They went 10 of 16. How are you going to criticize that? All right, so double-double for uh, Jessica Carter, 13 and 13. Um, Ja'Kayla Jordan led all scorers with 24, five rebounds. She scored 24 points, hit one three-point shot. 24 points in 24 minutes. Uh, you also got 13 from Poe. She hit three threes. You got a bunch of points off the bench. State had stayed, stayed outscored them on the bench, 25 to 16. State outscored them in the paint, 54 to 16. That's enough of that. That's a whipping. <laughs> it is a that is a tail whipping right there. So Sam Purcell's got another win under his belt, and here we go. All right, um, two, three things, and I'm going to let you hear what some of these coaches said. Jason in Flagstaff says he grew up in Fulton, and he says they haven't had more than two-lane roads through town very long. He said you got to give them some time. (laughs) Time to get used to two-lane roads. Coffee Norman, I'll have a sip of coffee to you. Here's to you, Coffee Norman. That's some of that, uh, what do they call it, Viennese, VNs, Viennese from High Point Roasters in New Albany, Mississippi. Uh, Double hot today for Coffee Norman. He's in, heated it up. He says, Matt, is the need for, quote-unquote, flash or attention getting, becoming a trait to look for in a college head coach? He said, I know NIL money will be very important, but it seems at a place like state, you've got to have that salesman mode in the head coach also. Yeah, you know, Norman, let's be honest. At the major college level, every program needs a little bit of that. You can call it charisma. Ah, uh, presence, but yeah, attention-getting, flash, those are good words too. And there's just, I, I don't think you can manufacture it. I mean, some have tried. I don't know where it comes from or how you measure it even. But I recognize it, and we talked about it here on the show. I've even mentioned that, that, you know, it increasingly does look like that's something that ADs are going to to weigh. They're going to weigh that uh, among the factors of, of an upcoming head coach because fundraising NIL dollars for now, for 2023-24, until some court case changes it again and they're all employees, which could very easily happen soon. But again, for now, piling up NIL dollars so you can go out and pay people to come play for you is a big part of it. And certainly to pay folks to stay once they're there, and to get people out of the portal. And so there is a certain ability to get some attention. Um, now n- the thing that solves all of that is win. You win, fine. And that's all the attention you need when you win. But I mean, there certainly is something to that. All right, so speaking of attention getters, Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss are playing Louisiana Monroe. Uh, Louisiana Monroe. I drove through Monroe, by the way, on my route to College Station, Texas, this past weekend. And You know, unlike Shreveport, Monroe and Ruston, Louisiana, both on I 20, are nice looking places. They really are. So Terry Bowden, the former Auburn coach, he's coaching at Monroe. Here is uh, Lane Kiffin talking about it.
2: Uh, I did. First of all, I have a lot of respect for Coach Bowden. Um, we played him in a Boca Bowl um, when he was at Akron, and got to visit with him then. And um, you know, really did some amazing things at a young age. I and mean, he was won his first 20 games at Auburn. Um, so I think growing up around it was awesome. I'm very appreciative of that opportunity. And, um, you know, because you start learning so much at an early age, you know, you're kind of you know, going to football college already when you're growing up. So I'm very appreciative of that and um, well aware that that's had a lot to do with getting opportunities um, early on um, because of that. So very appreciative of that.
1: Louisiana Monroe. RT texted me and he said, Ruston has a good Wendy's on the main exit. Monroe is sketchy. I, well, maybe, but last Saturday morning, I pulled in over in Monroe to get gas. And lo and behold, there was a Chick-fil-A right across the street. Right across the street. All right, uh, here's Kiffin on this quick turnaround. You're playing two games in ten days, right? Well, shoot, it's more than that. It's three games in ten days, right? Because you go Saturday, Saturday, Thursday with a quick turnaround for the Egg ball.
2: Well, I think it's set up better this year. Um, <clears throat> scheduling put us on the road in a tough conference game late at night to come back for an 11 o'clock kick. So that was, I'm not making an excuse, that was obviously not ideal, especially when the other team is playing an 11 AM non-conference game. So we were very disappointed in that setup. And so glad this year's much more equal. From a setup standpoint about when we're playing and the type of team we're playing. So that is challenging. We'll actually, um, which is the way it should be with the early kick, instead of getting back here at 1 in the morning like last time, we'll actually finish the game and then start working um, Saturday afternoon after the game um, for the opponent.
1: In this, in this, do you grasp this idea that here's this this coming Saturday, it's a game day, with all the game regular game weekend game day stuff that you get, which is like for Ole Miss, what, their team, don't they stay in Tupelo? Don't they? I mean, regularly, I think. I should know that for sure. I know visiting teams do, but I think Tupelo comes to Tupelo. I mean, Ole Miss comes to Tupelo and stays. So normal home deal, you stay in a hotel, you wake up, you you have breakfast, you leave, you go to the stadium, you get dressed, all the hoopla, play a whole game, play calling, everything, post-game interviews, hug the fans, you know, all this kind of stuff. But it's a work day. For the coaching staff, it is just a work day. That involves a game. (laughs) But outside of that, it's just a work day. As soon as the game's over, grab a bite to eat, players go home, coaches go right into the locker room, and now it's on to... State film, state game plan, have our meeting, eat, watch the film, come back with the notes, start putting it together, stay there all night. It's just a long work day. The rest of us is game day. For them, it's just a long work day. Sometimes we don't think about all that stuff. What does Rob say here on Facebook? Will A&M pay parallel salaries to two coaches? $150 $150 million over the next several years. Yeah, what was that? What was that number? I wish I could show it to you on my computer screen. I'll just read it to you. Somebody sent this to me yesterday. Here it is. According to reports, Jimbo Fisher will be paid $26,301 per day over the next eight years, to not coach at Texas A&M. Eight years, $26,000 a day for eight years to go away. Nobody, nobody has gotten paid more money for stinking at their job than number one Jimbo Fisher and number two Will Muschamp. (laughs) (laughs) Them two guys have been paid more money to leave. I mean, think about that for a minute. Hey, man. We will load the truck happily for you to get out of (laughs) here. Phew. If you, I mean, $26,000 a day for the next eight years to not coach. That's how bad AM wants to get rid of you. (laughs) If you needed any example today, the latest example today of just how goofy, how asinine, and how beautifully ridiculous, how entertainingly asinine. This whole college football thing is and has become, there's today's example. I'm Matt, hour one in the books, hour two, coming up. Stick around.